Hello everyone and welcome to Love in Your Life. This is Dola, your host. Today, um, I want to talk about the influencing factors of career selection um, because we talk a lot about that on this show in some way, shape, or form. You know, that's that's one of our big topics with love in your life and saying that, you know, you should be somewhat what in love with what you do for a living. But, you know, we want to consider that there are people, you know, because I speak to too many people that are where they are serendipitously. And I, I, I'm, I really am believing that the majority of us are where we are in our work lives for, you know, reasons not completely logical and just sort of like in the back of our minds there were influencers and we just kind of went down this road and down that road and we ended up where we ended up right so um, I want to talk about these factors because they feature prominently in how we uh, come up with where what we are doing for a living and in many cases we end up where we should end up uh, because of one reason or another and we realize that we are somewhat in love with what we do right and and it's a good thing it's a great thing but I want to talk about the influencing factors because it's something that clarifies for us why did we go down this path or that path okay so the first um, of these is that you know usually when we're coming up in our career lives we are usually defining for ourselves our our sort of uh, different life you know roles the roles we play in life like are we going to be a parent are we going to have a family are we going to be married um are we going to be the primary breadwinner or will we be the one that will uh be mostly um at home taking care of uh, the children and the home while our spouse uh does most of the money of the income earning uh to to support the family because you know when two people work it's it's, it's something has to give. So one of the two has to be more available to the children. And that's just a fact of life, right? So so that's the first thing that we really do have to consider. Are we going to, um, what are our responsibilities in our, you know, kind of together life, the life that we're building together? And um, what are we prioritizing for our individual selves and then the couple and then the, you know, the family, okay? So it's kind of like the consideration is in the back of one's mind, <clears throat> different differing life um, role selections. And then we have what we always talk about on the show, and that's personality and interests. You know, like what is your, um, you know, are you bound and determined to be a career-minded person, one that wants to climb up the, you know, proverbial corporate ladder? Or are you one that is more settled about those things and saying, I just want to earn, you know, X number of dollars to make a contribution, but I'm not going to kill myself, um, you know, uh, with, with uh, being at work for uh, the number of hours that are required in order to climb that corporate ladder and be all that um, I can be and uh, put, you know, put in the time. The time, you know, matters, right, that we put in. So, uh, so we have those roles. We have those, uh, the personalities and interests. You know, if I'm not that interested and I defer to my spouse and I say, you go ahead and 
climb that ladder and I'll be the supportive one and I'll just have a quote job that I kind of like you know but um but it doesn't bring a lot of money and if and when children are a part of our lives then I would be the one to be the logical logical person to go and be the stay-at-home parent so that's you know but you have to look at your personality your interests your you know would I be happy doing that? Is my personality such that would support one being at home with the children? Or would I be miserable because I'm always thinking about a career um, and my career path and how much it means to me and what I'm losing? And, you know, then you become the resentful parent and we don't want that, right? So that's the personality stuff. You know, our previous work experience, like me, I started to work when I was, oh my gosh, probably pretty young, maybe like 14, 15. I started to babysit, then I started to iron for people, <laughs> for, you know, people that needed you know, they had a big family, lots of kids and wanted someone to uh, be the person that comes in and irons for them. Uh, then I went into a hospital setting by the time I was 16 and I worked in the kitchen. And, you know, so so I had previous work experience and all my work experience told me, you know, the common ground was that I worked with people and I was good at that I was good at uh, the the people to people stuff I wasn't really a techie type that would sit behind a desk and just be happy uh, not engaging so I knew that that was important to me and and that would play a role in what jobs I qualify for going forward because as you begin to develop experience right real live work experience it sort of you know starts to look like you have certain tastes certain preferences, certain personality. Um, you've been successful at X number of things, which things, um, you know, there, there's, that you could take a lot of tests uh, that would designate uh, your, you know, that would identify, I should say, your interests. You know, there's, um, there's many tests, uh, many basic tests, many free tests. You can go online and get those if you don't know your interests or don't know what your, you know, your preference references are. Um, we talk about, you know, Berkman on this show because I'm a Berkman uh, consultant and that's a a real official assessment, you know, scientifically validated and um, reliable, you know, in this in the in the way uh, of the APA, the American Psychological Association. So there's that, but then there's you know, like I said, freebies that you can take online, or you know, if you know a consultant like me, and um, I have access to to a number of of instruments, you can do that. But your previous work experience will kind of start to. Sh- sh- identify things in which you have developed a successful path, things in which you are interested, you begin to start to identify and really hone in on your, um, your, you know, preferences. And, and then there's that, um, your background, you know, where, where did you come from? What were you exposed to? Um, you know, some of the stuff is serendipitous but some of the stuff is very intentional because you know you know someone who does this and you think that that sounds really interesting um nowadays you can have experience um sort of in a different way you can you know go to youtube or you know so much more is available today than back in the day when there was no internet uh that we could start to experience what it's like to be in a particular position 
There's also economic influences, um, you know, social, uh, your social conditions of your particular uh, life, you know, that kind of start to, uh, you know, I, uh, identify for you your, your values, what it was important to you, what's, what's, you know, something that you, what are the, the, the things that are non, uh, you know, non-negotiables for you, you, you know, I don't want a job that is going to require that I work more than 60 hours a week. I mean, 40 hours is, you know, a full-time job, right? So 60 hours is way out of the box. But then there are people that work 60 and 70 hours a week. Um, so you have to kind of, you know, know where you are with that. Your your expectations for your work, how many, you know, what are your, your life's values? Um, and that the nature of those expectations and values can help you identify and understand your personality so that you make the right uh, choice, the right decision. Um, there are also there are also other factors. There's finances. You know, how much money do you want to make? How much money do you need to make? When I took that happiness course, I, I mentioned on this program that they said that 75000 was the place where most people, if they earned more, it wouldn't matter. So somehow there was a threshold of $75,000 a year. So, I mean, do you need more than that? I mean, what do you need it for? I mean, do you, do you really need it or do you just want more money? you know uh, money's not everything and we usually end up finding that out so but what is what are your financial needs you know if you have a family you have a mortgage you have a you know you uh, children that you want to put through college so you have savings um, needs you know that kind of stuff really starts to factor in to your career choice Um, if you're you know if you're planful and doing it you know uh, on a very um deliberate and planful level many of us don't we just fall into place like you know many of many of my shows uh, have have talked about um <clears throat> you also need to know you know if you if money is important to you what do you need it for i mean uh, you know, we can always say I would like the most money I could possibly have, but you know, like I say, there is a threshold, and beyond that, you know, you're you're really, you're, it's not a need anymore. It's a want, and if you want more money, that's fine. I'm not saying that that's not fine. It's just that you need to sort of know what that's for. Okay. Um, it needs to be, you know, I guess uh, uh, to make a correct choice, um, it needs to be reasonable in your in, in your particular situation, your particular life. And then there's prag, you know, there's very practical matters. There there are things that um, are are non uh, non you know, non-monetary factors. Um, does this work bring me some kind of happiness and pleasure and, and accomplish, sense of accomplishment? Do I go in every day and, you know, am I inspired? Um, do I, you know, am I happy when I'm there? Am I, do I experience some level of joy? Um, you know, again, that's, you know, that's really, you know, very important to me. I'm, I'm assuming to, um, to all of us with what we do for a living um and then you know i guess i guess beyond those factors those are the building blocks uh that are behind our decision very often and like i said i think the majority of us aren't probably as planful as i had thought you know when i started this work i thought most 
people would probably be far more planful than I was. But what I discovered, I think, just sort of non-scientifically, just by talking to people over the last 25 years, is that most people kind of fall into here and fall into there and identify that they're good at that and kind of pursue that and change here because that some opportunity came up that they thought they were sort of suited for because they've done it before, they've done something like it, they've achieved a level of happiness or, you know, not happiness, but a sense of accomplishment and, you know, joy from what they did. And that's important. So they start to, you know, work that that angle. And and as I said in my last show, I think it was the very last show, I said, you know, I think you need to identify a path. I think it would be great to have everyone take um, a scientifically validated assessment right out of college, right out of high school, to identify the path that they pursue in college, but then you know select the path and and you know that's a proposed path right at that point because you're you have the ex- assessment results, you talk it over with a counselor, and you pursue something that you're pretty sure that I you know is 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 what the assessment results indicate but also what you feel in your heart you ought to pursue but then always staying open to the moment and responsive to the moments that come up because those moments those things pop up for a reason that's my philosophy is you know nothing happens in isolation it's always um it's always for some purpose in your life so to be open to the possibilities i think is always a wise thing you know you know select your your path but then be open to what may happen while you're in pursuit of a particular path so um i i i guess I felt compelled to do that because I keep hearing from people um, about, oh, about how do I know, um, why, you know, why would I engage in a really um, deliberate uh, quest for information about myself that would help me identify it, you know. If we paid attention from the time we were little and our parents paid attention, and I'm not blaming parents, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of people well-intentioned want their child to be productively, um, you know, employed and, um, you know, compensated in a certain way and they kind of push and pull and before you know it the the child is no longer you know in touch with what they really want to do now I give a lot of credit to the to the kids that say to the parent no I'm not doing that this is what I really do want to do this is my passion and nine times out of ten the parent embraces that in very short order because the parent wants you to be happy right I mean we all want our children to be happy and successful and so we will embrace what they tell us they are, you know, in love with. They, they, you know, um, if we can't tell them, if we can't help them with some guidance uh, and the school maybe doesn't help them, if they are telling you, well, what better, you know, barometer do we have than the child telling us this is what I was meant to do, mom, dad, whatever. So, 
I guess I just needed to to sort of say all that we say on this show with respect to selection, career selection, proper career selection, most suitable career path uh, selection. I guess I needed to say it in another way because sometimes we need to hear it in another way, and we and when we, it's said in another way, it makes more sense to us. So we all hear different things in a different way, and so I just wanted to reiterate those factors that come into play and influence our career uh, selection. But again, once we select it, it we, we don't have to feel bound to complete that path. If we are interrupted with something else that comes up that happens to present itself very intentionally, I believe, um, and we then respond to it accordingly. I, I think stay open. Stay open, guys. Um, but anyway, you still, uh, I still would say um, never, uh, never do anything but live with love in your life, personally and professionally. Until next time, guys, thank you for listening.